Hello, everyone. You're about to have an adventure in lollygagging. <laughs> this is the good, the mad, and the unholy, a Haunted West game. I'm Steven. I'll be your balladeer tonight. And this is our second to last session. So this is our penultimate posse. Say hi, penultimate posse. Hi, penultimate, penultimate posse. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, there we go. There we go. Why wasn't last week the anti-penultimate posse? Because I wanted to do Aussie Posse at some point. That's true. That's, That's fair. fair. Yeah. Which is yeah. the only one that wasn't the double P. It wasn't alliteration. It was rhyming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have a, Do you have what next week's is going to be ready to go? Uh, I do actually. I've got three choices. See, told you he's he's not prepared to TPKS tonight. We can get away with anything tonight. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So last week uh, we started with our posse in the small town of Perseverance, and they began to investigate um, a double homicide. They were cleaning up the body, trying to hide it from public view, looking for clues the whole time. They went into the nearby hotel asking around. There wasn't too many clues there. They then went to the seedier side of town, and they started in the Diamondback Saloon, where they met uh, one of Vince's old co-workers, a man named Bert Bullock, or Bull as he's known, who uh, seemed friendly enough, but started giving some strange personality traits as you spent more time with him. Uh, You spent some time in the saloon. Leo Ben went over to uh, make a new friend named Melvin, who uh, unfortunately had lost some of his livestock due to rattlesnake attacks. And uh, as you were about to leave, you you guys decided to talk with uh, Bull a little bit more. Purdy seemed especially inquisitive about Bull, um, asking about how he got some scratches on his arms, you know, his lack of appetite, his he he said that he was angrier more than normal, things like that. After you uh, spent some time there, you decided uh, Josephine and. Uh, Leoben decided to go over to the Can Can restaurant, which is a known opium den, to try and follow up on Bolt's, on Bull's whereabouts for the previous week. You went over there. You spoke to uh, the doorman, asking if Bull had been around. He said no. Bull wasn't really very fond of opium. Uh, Leoben met Ignatius Freeman's mom for the second time. Uh, tried to scare her uh, with rattlesnakes. Uh, what did, what was I? that? How did you ask that? Uh, rattlesnakes. Just threw them at her. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Didn't actually throw physical rattlesnakes at her, but threw the question at her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Josephine uh, spoke with a few uh, Apaches that were in the opium den. And uh, they told her that there was someone who came in having an argument with the owner of the establishment about faces. And also that they'd been hearing bells, which uh, seemed to be a recurring theme when you talk to the uh, ru- the person who ran the, the hotel and restaurant. He said that he dreamt about bells as well. While Joe and Leoben were at the opium den, uh, Purdy and Vint decided to go to the butcher shop, uh, seeing if there were... Not totally ripping off, okay? There's only so many free sound effects out there. I wasn't sure if you were paying attention to the chat. (laughs) (laughs) 
yes. So uh, Purdy and Vint went to the butcher shop uh, to see if there had been any sort of strange occurrences there. I, I believe that was Vint's idea, and it ended up paying off because the butcher shop said that they actually had uh, tools that were stolen and that Shauna, uh, Purdy's old friend, had been in there a few days prior and was acting strange. Um, Purdy was asking uh, the shop boy, John, if a very a series of very specific questions, like was the room colder, things like that. And he seemed to answer in the affirmative for most of those things. Uh, as they were about to leave the shop, Vint had uh, bought a couple steaks and he went to grab the packages from John. And he just barely grazed uh, John's hand and noticed that John had bruises on his forearm, deep, deep bruises in the shape of a hand. Like someone had firmly grabbed him so hard that it caused deep bruises. But as Vint touched his skin, he went catatonic and began having strange dreams or visions. He dreamt that he was falling. There were vultures circling him as he fell. He hit the ground, breaking almost every bone in his body. His limbs were tangled. His head was turned 180 degrees. Somehow he could still move, and he could see a cauldron in the desert with him. He pulled himself towards the cauldron, his entrails spilling out behind him, leaving a trail as he goes. I knew Jeff would. Yep. Uh, reached up for the cauldron, tilted it over, and looked inside to see his own body twisted and pushed into this cauldron. Back in Perseverance, Purdy was pulling Vint out of the butcher shop as Leobin and Josephine were just reaching the street, seeing Purdy with Vint on his shoulder. What are you all doing in Perseverance? Is he still unconscious? Is Vince still unconscious? He is still unconscious right now. Okay. Uh, I think, where was I? Do you remember where I was taking him? I didn't write it down. Uh, you had just taken him out of the butcher shop yet. You hadn't really decided okay. where. Okay. Uh, just to add just one quick thing. Uh, apart from generally looking for Birdie and, and re-meeting up, the... Main purpose was that the two Apache folk had actually heard bells while we were there. So uh, Joe had been to to been had said to have been like, "We need to go find Pretty like right now, because those bells are ringing right now." Right. So, so that's so so we're approaching with, uh, or at least Joe's approaching with some sense of sort of frantic and and manic energy. Right. 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 Uh, so you are just, you know, just a couple buildings away right now. You can see him there. What are you doing? Soon as Joe sees you, she is picking up her pace and running him faster. You find, and I, I, I'm not sure if we all remember, but Purdy is a very, is not, it's, it's a somewhat frail old man. Like he's in his sixties, relatively thin, Usually clean shaven, but he's a little bit. He's let himself go a little bit, and he's got his disheveled pre. He doesn't. He doesn't wear the collar anymore or anything like that. But he's he's got the gear on, and he's got vent as best he can over his shoulder, 
trying to kind of take him. I would say probably if he's out to the dock, uh, probably heading in that direction. So, oh, Josephine. Joe Joe runs up. Give a hand with your. Yeah, yeah. He passed out. Uh, he something happened to him. We were talking to the butchers and the, the butcher and the kid, and I don't know. He just he just collapsed right in front of me. I mean, it, it ain't hot. It ain't well. Ain't hotter than there than it is anywhere else. And he just he just went on out. We got we got some. I don't know. Something's wrong with him. I'm not, I'm not, uh, he wouldn't wake up. I smacked him like a hundred times. Laban, you got any smelling salts or anything on you? Yeah, dude, of course. I, I was just waiting for someone to ask. I'll, uh, Standing outside the butcher shop, sorry to cut you off, you hear a ringing of bells, and you look up, and you see on top of this butcher shop is a vulture uh, perched on the, the edge with a small cowbell hanging from its neck. No, not again. Not again. Get it! Shoot! Get out of here! And I will pick up a rock or something from the ground and throw it at it, frailly. Give me some sort of combat. Uh, oh, no. Uh, I think it's throw. No. With a narrative success. Okay. Whew. Okay, good. Because uh, <laughs> first roll of the night. That is not my normal strategy. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Is it uh, just- let's go throw physique uh, bottom, bottom so, of the row. So Purdy has a nine in physique uh, and no skills in any of his physique. Just <laughs> <laughs> like me. So I need to roll a nine or less. Steven, you're not going to believe this. You rolled a nine? No, I rolled a two because uh, I rolled a D4. No, uh, an 82. <laughs> That's a fail. 82. Uh, so Purdy, who has just handed off Vint, uh, just goes to grab, uh, looking around for a rock, but it, it's a dirt road. So he just grabs a, a clump of dirt and he throws it and it just kind of breaks midair and it, it scatters a bit. But it's enough like going the direction towards the vulture that it starts flapping its wings and slowly taking off. Not necessarily frightened, uh, but but moving along just because uh, uh, of the disturbance. So is uh, right up there one of your friends? No, he ain't, he ain't a friend. There's uh, some folk around here use those birds for nothing good. Uh, was Josephine with us when we... I can't remember because it was on the way back. When you what? When we from the homestead was Josephine with us when we found the body after the it was towards the end of the first arc or maybe the start of she, the second. She was with you. I don't think she was playing that session. I think she had to miss. Okay, so but jo- she she definitely saw the vulture uh, okay. when you went to the the homestead. She okay. saw the vulture with the bell for sure. We like, yeah we found some of these out now west near the homestead we were investigating and it was right around where there were a bunch of folks on the ground their bits torn asunder and these vultures with their bells on coming through eating up it's a it's a form of torture basically is what it is punishment of some kind i don't know why one's here though well it's uh it's definitely bad news right there anyway let's get vent going again so oh, while Laban's doing that, Joe's gonna tell uh, Purdy about the conversation about the bells and uh, everything else found out at the opium den. Yeah. Specifically, that uh, that they are hearing bells right now. <laughs> so, he's, did you hear bells? 
No, no. We spoke with uh, Lin Bao, the matron there, and it's a few other people have our bells. Is that right, Bonadine? Uh, the Virgil, who runs the hotel with his brother, said he had a dream where he heard bells. Okay, thank you. Would I have heard about that? And I know, I don't think I would have heard about Vint because the bells preceded his collapse, right? Or happened right around his collapse. Vint was the only one who heard bells as he collapsed. Right. So, so I, you I wouldn't know about that. that. Okay. But I maybe would have known about what happened at the hotel. I, I think it would be fair to say that you heard about the hotel. Yeah. Okay. So whoa, 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 whoa. what kind of bells was it? Was it like that bell? That, that, that uh, vulture? I, I haven't heard it, but Virgil said it was like a like a deep bell. And my <sighs> Apache brother said that it was a deep sonorous bell. Like a church bell. But we don't have church, church bells bell. in Perseverance. No, no, we don't. No. I mean, it can't be good. None of this is good. It's got to be a herald and something. I got a bad feeling something terrible is about to happen here between the message we got from the body, the stuff that Vint and I uncovered. I think... I think Zeke's here, and he's hopping from body to body, and he's getting each one of these poor sons. He kind of trails off for a second and realizes he was about to say something profane. I think he's been getting them to do all sorts of his chores, and I think that's who probably killed them folk. Yeah. Lynn also said that people were having arguments about who owned what face and sounded like it was just opium madness, but maybe it's more than that. Uh, Balladeer, uh, would I be able to put together anything with the faces, the bells, anything like that? Does that, does that ring a bell uh, for any sort of um, lore, like, like lore <laughs> theology, something like that? Hmm. Uh, I would give you. I mean, Purdy. Purdy is probably pres- not theology, but I would give you scholar. Okay. I mean, Purdy is presuming he's. I mean, he's certainly under the impression that something bad's about to happen, and these might be like sort of signs that it's coming. So, uh, scholar, huh? So that's a that's a fifty. Thirty-seven. That's a pass. You can firmly believe that when it comes to exorcism or demons, there's nothing really special about like a face or arguing over a face. Like that doesn't line up with any of your, uh, the lore that you've read uh, on demons or exorcism. However, that doesn't mean you haven't read about other creatures that are obsessed with faces. In fact, uh, there are some, maybe you've read a book about uh, supernatural creatures from different types of folklore, and you wouldn't even think about it except that Josephine said that it was Lin Bao, the owner of the CanCan, who was was arguing about this. There is a creature in Chinese mythology that is called the Face Stealer. It, 
Okay. Whether that means anything or not. So you don't know. Okay. Um, you and and faces and okay. Well, and then he'll he'll convey that he'd be like, I'm not the most uh, well worldly man, but uh, I have heard of a creature myth called a face stealer or something. Kind of like what Zeke's doing, though. You think about it, he's he exists, and then he's in someone's body. He's got their face, and then he hops somewhere else, and then somewhere else, and somewhere else. Hey, it sounds like it. It's insidious enough. There... Can you tell if Zeke's been in someone? Yeah, there's there? there's signs. There's certain signs of possession. Scars, bruises, things like that that aren't accounted for. Uh, you can tell. Do you think he may have gotten into bull? bull? Bull's lost a few days. We're looking yeah. for someone with a long stride. I certainly think it's possible, but he did. Uh, he is. He does have some trouble with the drink. It's possible he might have lost some by a more traditional manner. But I think he's definitely, definitely a candidate. I can tell you somebody else I know for certain was overtaken, and that's Shanna. That's poor young Shanna. She, uh, the boy inside said he saw her acting strange, coming around, doing things, dunking. I mean, Shanna ain't gonna do. And she's uh, a lightning rod of sorts for such malevolent spirits, so at some point or another it was in her. And I'm fairly certain it was in Sula at one point, too. Not sure whether she was the one who ferried it back here or if it was someone else, but now it's got a whole town playground. How's Let's it? go ahead and pause right there. Yeah. Uh, Vint, you just pulled down this cauldron. There is still a vulture on top of you, pecking at you. You can turn and you see that it's gulping down a bit of your flesh. You're looking at yourself inside this cauldron. What are you doing? I'm going to drag myself that I see from this cauldron and pretty much swap places with it. You are so beaten down and uh, injured right now. I want a check from you, some sort of physique or maybe even reflexes. Um, I'd prefer athletics, but I'm open to negotiation. Athletics is perfectly fine. And remember, we have tons of audience dice. Yeah. I'll spend one grit. Uh, you're spending grit or audience dice? Or audience. The audience dice for 10. Yeah, okay. Check. 10? Okay. You're, take, you're taking one? All right. Yeah. yeah. I'll give me a 53. Rolled an eight. Nice. Maybe it's the adrenaline or the pain sharpening your mind. You reach up. Your arm is completely twisted you can see that it's broken in several places at just awful angles but you still 
manage to summon the strength. You grab yourself, and you pull yourself out. As you're pulling your own body out of this cauldron, you come face to face, and you see this is not yourself. This face has twisted where it still resembles you, but like a hideous version of you as if it was a half snake-like being. It's got similar eyes, but the mouth has uh, straightened. The eyes have widened. Uh, They've kind of glossed over. You see they don't have eyelids anymore. Your nose is flattened into just two slits. It's you, but also it's a very inhuman version of yourself. You yank it out. It falls to the dust. You pull yourself in. This vulture still pecking at you the whole time. When you finally get yourself in the cauldron, you come to in the arms of your companions. (gasps) Where am I? Are you in the street? The the butcher of the kids. You all right? They're all right. Yeah. Are you all right? You just collapse like a. I I feel it. My innards, my bones. Yeah. I thought I was dead. I mean, we found you dead. Wouldn't be the first time. I, I saw vultures again. The cauldron as well. Just now? Yeah, my vision. There was a vulture here, right up on that there peak. Bell ringing. Just like when we found you. You say bell. I remember that I heard a deep one before I went out. Before you went out? I didn't hear nothing, man. That's in my head. I just collapsed right after. You heard bell. You collapsed. Had some sort of vision. And then a vulture with a bell came on over here. Like it was waiting for you to die so I can eat away at you again. Hmm. You heard the bell that same time that my voucher brothers heard the bell. None of us did. Why these folk? Why Vent? Why them folk you talk to? Why are they hearing it? And why Virgil in his dream? Yeah. Why? Is that a good thing? Or is that a bad thing? Hmm. Leoban. Hey. What are you doing? Taking it in. I was about to uh, unstop some of my coyote piss. Wake up vent. But... uh, Came up too soon. Sitting here, being confused, listening, figuring out what the hell they're going on about. As you're sitting there, uh, there's no bench nearby, but we'll say you're taking a, a seat on the edge of the boardwalk. You know, it it's a yeah. couple feet above the dirt road, so it, it's comfortable enough. Um, you hear an interesting noise, and you see a shadow flicker 
beneath your legs. I want a reflex test. So this is going to be the number next to your reflexes skill in that box on the top. You're going to roll a D20 and try to get under that. All right. Reflex. Got a 14. Roll this here. Got a two. The snake lunges out and snaps at you. You saw the shadow flicker just in time. You lifted up your leg and you see those two fangs snap out and retreat back. It's still under the boardwalk. You can still hear the, the tail rattling, but you've got your legs up. You're safe now. Uh, hey, party, one of your friends trying to take a uh, nip at my heel. He's under here. You can hear him. Purdy will uh, kneel down. Not too immediately close like an idiot, but he'll kneel down and look under. Like an idiot. See if he sees a snake. Usually I give you the benefit of the doubt, but sometimes I'm feeling cantankerous. I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> you know, lest I get a rattlesnake bite in my face. Uh, give me your animal handling and or theology te- check. Okay. I'm going to use... I do feel you are right to call for animal handling. So I'll burn the one jack I earned and I'll burn... Some audience jacks. So I have a 52% chance of handling this this reptile. And I rolled a 46. 46? No jacks, All right. but uh, success. No jacks. Uh, you wait for it to, to coil back uh, to seem as relaxed as it will be in its agitated state. And there's a moment where it's recoiling and its tail just moves by the edge of the boardwalk and lightning fast. You grab the tail and you're able to pull it out. Uh, You've got it at arm's reach so that uh, it won't be able to snap at you, but it, it stiffens up as you pull it out from under the boardwalk. And as you're holding it up, you're holding a stick, just a regular wooden stick. You know, I just saw a movie that did something like this. Are you ripping off Conan Prince the of Conan, Egypt? Conan, uh, Conan the Barbarian? Remember when he fires <laughs> he fires the snakes as an arrow? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. I forgot about that. Yeah. No, I wasn't thinking about it. Okay, so you think? Well, before I had a rag and a spittoon, so mm-hmm. it, it there's a theme. Here. Oh yeah, for sure, sure, sure. You you saw a snake. The rest of you saw yeah. snakes, right? No, a snake. You even heard the uh, you know clicky to clack at the tail. Did. You see it, Josephine, Vin? It looked like a snake, right, Paladin? Like, or yeah, yeah. Uh, you can say that you kind of looked over the edge, and as he was pulling it out, you could see that it, like, changed. Was a snake. That's the second time this has happened. Yeah. We can't trust what we see. Can't trust what we hear. Can't trust what we dream. And half the time, someone in this town could have some face stealer in them. Well, I mean, you know, these, uh, once again, I think are very 
easy solution, run away. Yeah. That'll help for a little while. But once this thing's got your scent, it just kind of keeps coming, circling around you. And no disrespect, but you have a very recognizable odor. Smells nice. It's fresh perfume right there. Anyway. (laughs) I get what you were doing. I keep my coyote piss properly sealed. Uh, I would hope so, Wendy. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, To kind of give you guys some direction, you have a couple options here. Um, You could... Explore the town a little bit more. There's various places on the seedier side or on the nicer side you could go to. Um, you know where Shanna's house is, so you could try to talk to her uh, personally. Yeah. Um, you've lost track of Bull, so if you wanted to try and hunt him down, that's something you could do. Um, or the most likely the doctor is almost done, if not done, with the autopsy uh, from this morning. So you could follow up on that as well. Bull feels like We've, we've, I mean, I, I questioned him something fierce, and I, I just, I don't know if we're going to get anything more out of him unless we just get lucky. And he just happens yeah. to have the demon in him. But we can see Shayna. We can see what the doc has to say. See if she can identify who them folk are. My suspicion is that whoever killed him was someone in this town, but it wasn't necessarily them. It was someone in control of them people in town. Yeah. Zeke, I think, but. We can go. I mean, I think Shane, I think the doc. What y'all think? I just job with the doc. Yeah, I'm good with that. All right. Let's do that. All right. Uh, you're actually closer to the doc anyways. So you start heading uh, her direction. And you've been there before. Uh, you've taken someone to her before. Uh <clears throat> On your way there, Vint, I want, uh, let's just say a straight D20. All right. 13. Lucky number 13. Okay. Okay. Nothing happens on the way there. Nothing that you see. Do I have my you uh, walk a few uh, blocks uh, more into town than out of town, uh, and you reach the doctor's house. Uh, you knock on the door. It's open. Uh, there's like a waiting room, and it, it's not like trespassing to come in here. People come and go all the time during office hours. Uh, she has a room off to the side with a surgery table. Um, currently, there is a drape pulled over, and you hear her uh, call out. Who is it? Wait, what'd you ask? She called out, who is it? Oh. Yeah, it's, it's the posse. <laughs> let, the posse. Her, let her know it's the penultimate one in case there's another posse <laughs> around here. <laughs> Might be more than one. 
I, I'm only I expecting the Aussie God, Posse. My mind immediately went to Penelope. I was like, wait, that's not our actual <laughs> name. <laughs> Sorry, the Aussie Posse. Uh, we've renamed. We're now the artists formerly known as the Aussie <laughs> you Posse. You rename every two hours. <laughs> every two hours, you got a new name. We haven't got uh, the updated passports yet. Sorry. You open uh, the drape uh, and you see uh, Dr. Eleonora Chestnut in there. Uh, you've met her before. She is standing over half a body and another half a body. She's pulled in another table here. Uh, she's put a tablecloth over it, and she's got the two bodies separated. And you can see that there's uh, one that has a torso, an arm, and the lower half of a leg and a face. And the other half has a head, an arm, and a leg, and an upper half of a leg. She's split them apart. Uh, it's easier to, to see now that one of them was a male body. One of them is a female body. She is just, she looks exhausted. She woke up early to do this. She's been working hard. It smells pretty bad in here. Uh, she didn't want to open a window. You can tell she's got drapes over the windows so that people walking by can't see in. This is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Well, if we don't get some answers, liable to get worse. I've identified her. That's long shot Kate. She's a buffalo hunter. She came to town a few days ago is what I was told by Ignatius. She's well known. She travels through the area. The man, I don't know who he is. Um, Ignatius didn't recognize him. We don't want to show his face. We don't want to show this to get an idea. If any of you know him, feel free. Can we see the face better now? Yeah, you walk up to him. Uh, if some of you would like, you could do like an observation check or something like that. Uh I'd even take a little bit of a knowledge check to see if you know him. Uh, feel free to negotiate. I'll do an observation. I'm pretty good at that. Yeah, I'll do it as well. Okay. You want I'm all right. No, I don't need to see it anymore than I already have. Leoben doesn't want to put evidence on the body. Yeah. Doesn't want to leave uh, fingerprints. Failed. Can I... Yeah. Um, you into tracking uh and and my my idea is that this is a kind of butchery that's been done to this body and i would like to see if there's any skillful knife work or anything that's gone into sort of preparing the the body Okay, I'm, you I'm can do a tracking. I'm not going to give you his Lannister. identity. <laughs> <laughs> I won't give you his identity, but you can do tracking to try and pick up clues that way. Okay, cool. Uh, Purdy, did you roll? Yeah, 58 under 70. Nice. Okay. Um, you would recognize this man. Uh, he's actually an honest church-going man. You, you've seen him in church before. Uh, his name's Nate McBride. Wow. Uh, no family, as far as you know. He uh, came here uh, hoping to find work as a miner. 
the silver mines have dried up, but he never really moved on. Uh, pretty well regarded by people in town. Oh, Doc, this is Nate. This is a fella. You know, the he's coming here for the silver mine. McBride goes to church all the time. You know him. You made him before. He's a good fella. Oh, maybe I have. I just... This is the one also that's just the face. So it's like skin lying flat. Yeah. <laughs> I'd recognize that skin anywhere. You know? Yeah. Always had a big, bright, wide smile. You know? It's a little wider now, but... You know how it is. Anyhow. That is especially morbid. You gotta, you gotta have a dark sense of humor to be able to get through this job there, Doc. As far as I can tell, they were bisected and then stitched back together. Joe, what did you uh, roll? Uh, I was wondering if I could use two audience sites to yeah, make my 58 a 78. Um, and I rolled 11. Oh, no. <laughs> Jokers. Yeah. No. God damn it. And I am going Man, to use. I can't roll for shit in this game. <laughs> well, I mean, generally, but specifically. <laughs> I'm going to use a complication here that I got banked. I feel like a joker is the right time to do it. As the doctor is uh, going through the, the various cuts and dissections that have happened. The window shatters. Hey, I actually have a sign. As... A chair flies through it from the outside. And you hear outside, Josephine West, or whatever you're calling yourself, calling you out. Joe, give me uh, observation, narrative success here. You're, you're going to get okay. something, but I want observation. Okay. Observation. I have nothing in observation, so it's just an awareness roll. Is that right? You get your flat score. Uh, right? Yeah, flat score. Uh, and you can a, use audience dice if you want, but that, it's narrative. <laughs> oh, can I? Okay, sweet. Um, well, no, uh, that's like cheating because I already rolled it. <laughs> use 10 uh, audience dice on this. I'm fine with it. We're at 14. Uh, no, no, I, I don't want to use it up. I mean, if it's a narrative success. No, okay. no, use it. Please, please use it. No, please, I want everybody please use else it. to have them. <laughs> it's a 41 over a 13. <laughs> okay. Uh, the voice sounds familiar to you, but you can't place it. Uh, it it's hard because it, it sounds so loud and angry and it's distant. You also hear uh, murmuring and yelling. It was a man's voice, yes. Uh, murmuring and some like shocked gasps happening from people outside on the streets as they saw this happen. Ah, um, all of you see Joe's face visibly fall. Um, and uh, like, ah. 
I think my chickens may have come home to roost. Is, yeah, what you got waiting at there? Someone who knew me from a different life, I think. I, uh, oh, are they going to try and shoot you? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, all right, fair enough. You should you should all stay inside. They're pretty good shots if I think who it is. You hear a good. gunshot fired into the air outside. Oh, you should definitely If you don't come it. out, I'm gonna be coming in there. Fuck, I, I'm gonna go outside and close the I'll door. The birdie's gone for sure. Hey, I can talk him down. Shouldn't be a problem. I <laughs> uh, uh, I'll watch it unfold. I think a duel's about to happen. But you're going outside too. Yeah, watch it. All right. Uh so Josephine, you're you're the first one uh to go out. Uh Leo Ben Purdy and Vint behind you. And you recognize the face. It, it's been a long time, but this is uh Marvin Kane. Uh white man with a, a very long face uh it's aged quite a bit since you last saw him last time you saw him he was very pale and pampered looking now he looks weathered and tan uh, his hair is thinned out josephine west you thought a name change could stop you eh? damn we don't have to do this you killed my brother we're doing this. I didn't kill your brother. Your brother was where he was supposed to be. My brother's dead. It's because of you. I ain't arguing. I pull up my gun and take a shot. And I okay. <laughs> I, I um have So we're gonna go into dual rules here. Okay. Uh, because we've got them. We've got him in the book, and I cannot run a Haunted West campaign without using Gunslinger Hell duels. Hell yes, because I, I right. have a way of the gun, Cobla and Tudist Lightning, which is quicker draw. So both should there we go. hopefully there we go. come into effect in this moment. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> it will. Uh, so it starts with calling them out. We can say that this just happened, but uh, each side accepts the duel. I'm going to say that because you drew your gun, you're accepting the duel. Oh yes, um, I'm exactly. <laughs> describe how you are calling out the other character accusations, or in your case, how you're dealing with it. Um, and we're both going to make skill checks here. I uh, what do you dice? Those would, would be useful. Like so you get to choose here any of your skills that represent your strategy here for how you're handling him calling you out. What he has done, okay, um, is just a straight expression. We're going to say. Where he's just, oh, no, I want to go intimidation for him, is what we're doing. Okay. Uh, do I say now what, I, what I'm doing or wait for you to roll? Yeah, so then... you go ahead and say what you're doing, and we're going to okay. roll at the same time. And we're trying to bank jacks, and we're going to have three rounds here. We have the first okay. round of calling each other out, the second round of sizing them up, and the third round will be shooting it out. And whoever has the most okay. jacks by the end of the third round uh, is going to be able to shoot first, basically. Okay, so my um, 
I'm going to use deduction to uh, basically, be, uh, and, and narratively, I think what we talked about is that it, it was just, the brother was kind of just collateral damage. Uh, so I, I'm trying to understand how, I guess, it, in saying your brother was somewhere where he wasn't supposed to be, Joe's trying to say that she didn't mean to kill him. So I guess the deduction is um, how much do you I, I would say that would be more happened? ingratiate or expression. Okay. Um, ingratiate or where is expression? Oh, yeah. No, I those don't Those are personality skills in the middle. Uh, I do have convince. Convince. Yeah, let's do that. And I, you can use audience dice on this too. I would love to use two audience dice. <laughs> Let's please take my thirty-five up. We have fourteen of these, so take as many as you like. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take two, please. Okay. All right. So now we're both gonna roll here. Okay. Wait. Um. And <laughs> God damn it. Uh, can I use a grit to flip the numbers? Yes, you can. Absolutely. Okay, You're spending sweet. a grit for. Um. I believe it's called a flush. Um, so okay. you get to flip the numbers right now. Uh, that is a 93, which I'm flipping to a 39. All right. He rolled a 48 and he needed a 50. So he does not get a jack, but he did succeed. How many Mine jacks did you get? 39 under a 55. Okay. So you got a jack there and okay. you said you had some special abilities. I don't think they actually count for talking, but make sure that uh, we don't miss any of those that might give you an extra jack. I they'll I think the way you described it will should come into play in the yeah. third round with shooting. Okay, okay. Uh, so we've called each other out. Now we're sizing each other up, and this is the very classic um, eye to eye staring at each other. Sure. Can I? Uh, can I? convince you to take tactics for that you mean to sorry yes uh preparing you have to prepare or posture um he's going to do psychology but i think tactics would be perfect yes sweet uh i'm again gonna use one audience die for that um, taking my 55 up to a 65. I hope that's okay, guys. I've honestly, I've been yeah, rolling like okay. shit this whole game. <laughs> I don't want to lose this duel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm rolling. Are you ready to roll? Yes, I just rolled a 15 under a 65. Uh, I needed a 40 for psychology and I rolled a 55, so I failed there. So you are you are doing well right now. Hell yeah. However, it all relies on round three the most. This is uh, what counts. Sorry, how many jacks did I get on this one? 15 under a, what did I say? It said uh, 65. So that's how many five, jacks? 15 under 65 would be five. Yeah. Steven, five along with your one before. So you should be at six. Steven, I'm at six now. Does your crit fail do anything? Oh, it was a crit fail. Oh, wow. oh Jeff, you're the uh, best. <laughs> <laughs> Anything to make Steven feel pain. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? I want her to win. Uh huh. Damn it. Why am I losing? 
Uh, <laughs> oh, shit, I forgot to mute. Uh, all right, my tray, go ahead and take an extra two jacks for the crit fail. I don't know if it actually does anything, but I think that sounds fair. What do I do? I have a six jack limit because I'm at six. This is a little different for the duels. Um, you're trying to build up as many jacks as possible, so this counts different than that six jack limit. Um, the jacks that you had before this can be used to up your stakes, but they can't actually be used in the duel. Got it, got it. Thank you. All right, so you are at eight now, I believe. Uh, yes, I am. And I'm at zero. All right. Now we're shooting it out. Uh, short arms for shooting. I should technically give you the option to walk away. But before this duel started, you said you were shooting. So I think yeah. we're going to go no, with it. I'm, I'm not walking away. Fuck he has the option to walk away, too, but he's not going to do it either. Okay. So uh, the time is po- for posturing is over, and it's all down to the reflexes. Um, so we're each going to describe our actions, then make our opposed calls, uh, applying bonuses scored from winning previous rounds, add up each side's number of jacks carrying over from other rounds, and cancel out however many they have in common. And you will do maximum weapon damage on this. And the damage ignores gumption. Uh, You don't get to lower it here. So you are doing small arms. He is also going to draw a pistol and do small arms. And there are two things that I have that should come into play in this moment. Okay, let's Um, use them. Cold-blooded shootist and um, lightning, which is quicker draw. So sorry, wave the gun, cold blooded shooters, and lightning quicker draw. So I'm just looking up in the book what they mean exactly, but uh, I, from what I remember, they should both come into play in this moment. Just give me uh, one. One of them. Yeah, is I'll look about, up quicker draw. Thank you. Now I'll look up uh, cold blooded shooters. Quicker draw, your weapon flies from the holster to your hand instantly. Reduce draw time one increment. Wave the gun. Cold-blooded shootus, you said, too? Wave, wave the gun is cold. Wave the gun, and then in brackets is cold blood shooters. Page three hundred four increases your die one step on any ranged attack to a maximum of d twelve. So basically, you're going to get extra damage. Yeah, you boost, you boost your die up, your damage die up. Thank you. And for the increasing one increment, let's just say you get a plus twenty percent to the roll here. Because uh, okay. with with the way we're not actually in combat, I don't know how it would apply to duel, but it feels like you should get a little bonus there. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, are we ready to roll our short arms here? Yes. I'm not looking good, guys. <laughs> the two of you. I believe in you. See your eyes drawn. You see sweat running down the brow. You look in his eyes and you feel like you've got him, but at the same time, you you see that he's out for blood and he won't back down. If you don't kill him, he'll keep coming back for you. Go ahead and roll. I rolled a 56 under a 
90-something. Uh, 56 yeah, under 90 under 94 <laughs> all right so you got another uh three jacks there that brings your total up to what 11 11 and i rolled an eight and i needed a 45 so i've got three jacks there as well okay so that cancels out three from you so you you win this duel uh go ahead and roll your damage i actually know you do max damage so what would your uh, gun have done increased one increment? Uh, so the uh, max damage it would have done is 11. Uh, with this uh, way of the gun is 13. All right. Uh, so 13 plus eight for those jacks that you have built up. Oh, wild. <laughs> However, he gets his gun out and he gets a shot off on you as well. And he did hit, but he's only doing a third damage. So you are going to take three stamina damage and go ahead and describe how this duel plays out. Uh, give me just one moon because I may actually have something that reduces that. Um, I said stamina. I meant vitality. Sorry. It's called mind over matter, strength of will. Um, give me just one moment to... Vitality-based damage penalties are considered one increment less. Okay, so you take two instead of three. Okay. Oh, wait, no, 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 I'm sorry. That that means, uh, like, you if you were whooped, you're considered to be not whooped. Oh, That's the increment. Okay, okay. So, the so you still, you still fill up is... three boxes. Got it, got it, got it. Um, I, I, I think it, it hits... True, but but I think it hits uh, the non-dominant shoulder, um, and uh, I, I don't think he misses. Um, he's too he wants to kill me too badly. <laughs> and and describe how you kill him, though. Uh, Joe, you, you did enough miss. damage to that's, kill him in one shot. That Joe does not miss, and that has been a blessing and a curse and um she has a she she has trailed bodies in her rig and uh she doesn't talk about it a lot uh but she's now added one more to that list and um uh a, a darkness appears on her face that I don't think any of you have seen before and it's just a uh, a quiet focus, and um, in 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 her day to day, it's you know she she's pretty relaxed because she knows that when it comes down to it, she can make the life or death decision, and um, in this moment, that's what she did, and she doesn't feel fucking even a little bit sorry but and she pulls the trigger and it it's true like she knew it would the rest of the posse you see them sizing up and there it's just over moments that this happens but you can tell as soon as josephine her face darkened you knew that this was going to go south two gunshots ring out 
you see Josephine flinch a little bit, but you see the other man fall down, unmoving. What are you doing? Uh, Birdie will actually go up to the man, see if he's uh, he's dead, see if there's anything he can do. Doesn't want Josephine to get a murder rap on her. She'll uh, uh, say over her shoulder as she heads back in, is like, he's dead, father. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose you're right. I'm assuming you had good reason for that. Was me or him? Well, that's good enough. You hear from behind you, the doctor comes out. Oh, Lord, have we not seen enough death today? She walks up next to you, Purdy, and as you're looking at the body, both of you can tell he's dead. Like I said, Doc, if we don't do something, it's going to get a lot worse, I think. What? What does this have to do with this? This is unconnected. This was, this wasn't necessary. Oh, and what you were doing inside, untangling those two bodies, was that necessary? Some lunatic killed those two people inside. And now the people who are supposed to be saving us have killed someone outside my home. How do you expect me to react to this? I expect you to head on back inside and continue your study of those two bodies and see if you can figure something out. How else do you want to react to it? Wordlessly, she stands up, walks back inside, closes the door behind her, and you hear the click of a lock. I think I just made it much harder for all of you to do what we need to do. I'm sorry. You know, um, everything going sideways, right? Easy enough. And some dick rolls up, tries to shoot you. You shoot him right back. You didn't do nothing wrong here. They, uh, they're just sensitive. It'll be fine. It was a good shot anyway. Marshals see it that way. Can can families? Can families the reason I I need to keep my head down. The omens right. He came, he threw a chair through her home, he called you out, he pulled a gun, we were all witnesses, we got yeah. nothing to worry about when it comes to the marshal, don't worry about Doc, she's, she's had a day. And I think at this point the adrenaline is starting to wear off and then the shoulder is starting to hurt something fierce. <laughs> Leave him be. Got some leads to follow. The crowd on the street dispersed immediately after the gunshots. 
But after a few moments of quiet, you see people poking their heads out around corners of buildings, uh, people looking through windows. No one's coming closer yet, but you can tell that uh, a lot of attention uh, has been caught on this moment. What are you guys doing? What else do you do after the duel? You just leave them there, right? Yeah, I mean, as far as I know. You don't clean up after yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure that's not the process. The old West had had a government bureau that would just come around with the carts and everything, you know, in every town. They they had a guy with a cart. Dueling up crew? That's brutal talk. Well not dead yet. Well, I think we uh, uh, we had another another stop on our tour. Uh, I'm gonna go see Shanna, figure something out. Yeah, let's do that. And then, Does anyone tr- want to try to do some medicine on a uh, our injured companion? Yes, absolutely. I would be very good. <laughs> Does Leo open do real medicine? Nah. You know what my uh, medicine score is? It's uh, it's one. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just uh, give you some laudanum. Oh, I believe take some laudanum. Nah, it's uh, yeah, some laudanum. Here you go. And the hatch. Amazing. Don't know what it actually does, but it's real fun. <laughs> Give me a moment. I'll think of something that it does. Um, if anyone wants to do real medicine, uh, first aid chip could yeah, restore up to her gumption in vitality daily. Yeah, I can do it. Can I uh, do that for myself? Um, you could do it for yourself. I would say you have a... Uh, uh, what's the word? It's harder for you. Uh, it's more difficult for you. It'd be grueling, minus 20%. So laudanum, by the way, in the book, it's used for a myriad ills, most commonly as a cough reliever for tuberculosis or whooping cough. Uh, there's right. a lot of people with tuberculosis around here, as you know from the first arc. I just like to think the is like, like pouring it on her wound. She's not drinking. <laughs> just pour it on the wound like it's Last Crusade. Just seeing if that works. <laughs> All right, uh, Jeff or Joe, I, either one of you are doing first aid, right? Uh, I can do it if she doesn't want to. It's, it's up to Joe. Uh, you go ahead, you prepare because I my 55 comes down to a 35. If uh, I uh, do it. I would do. I have medicine. I don't. I don't do first aid. So, if you want to do first aid, okay. go for it. That, that's oh sweet. Then yeah, I'll uh, I'll try and do first aid and see if that does anything. <laughs> Fucking fuck. That's a 22. <laughs> Under a 35. Okay. That's yeah. good, though. That's a crit. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Isn't that a crit fail? No, 11 is no, a crit fail. No, 11 is a crit fail. Oh! 22 is great. Yeah. Oh, amazing. It would be great if you rolled another 11, though, because then uh, the third brother would come in and ask for a duel. <laughs> I feel like it's a saving Private Ryan situation where, like, the third brother can't come in because of the other two. So somebody else has to come in. <laughs> Tom Hanks come walking. <laughs> All right. 
so go ahead and heal up to your gumption, uh, which uh, should put you at max health again. Uh, it does. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. So, uh, Thank you. Yeah. Nothing happened. Just one more body, uh, another notch in the belt, and we, we move on just like the Old West. Uh, uh, you leave the dust behind you. Where are you going? Did you guys decide you want to go to Shanna's or do you want to go somewhere else? I think we go to Shanna's and then we check out. Oops, just realized I was muted. Uh, I I say we do Shanna's and then maybe check out Bull's Farm because that's where you said the rattlesnakes were or something like that. Right? Uh, Melvin's Farm. Melvin's Farm. Bull was, yeah. Bull wasn't necessarily at the farm. Let's Shannon it up and then uh, go check out the cows. Go check out the cows. All right. Uh, so you're making your way uh, not too far across town, but you're following the outskirts, uh, going through uh, main roads uh, to get there, cutting through an alley when it's easy. You make your way to her house. Purdy, you've been here several times uh, over the course of the exorcism. It's not something that always happens in one session. In fact, sometimes it takes many, many sessions. You're making it sound uh, weird, you know, man. <laughs> it's therapy it doesn't happen overnight it's it's spiritual therapy anyways um now you threw me off you make your way across town you find her house you know that she's been living alone um she had family but before the exorcism she her family suffered a tragic accident uh, she's inherited the house, uh, everything inside it. You've been here before. What initially strikes you as strange is that all of the drapes are drawn. And in fact, these aren't actually the same drapes that you've seen before. These are there are blankets over the windows to block out every bit of light. You go up to the door, jiggle the handle, it's locked. You know, she wasn't the type of person that would really worry about locking her door during the day. Maybe she's out. It's a very safe town. Not violent at all. I'm going to knock. What are you guys doing? Knock really loud. Like, yeah, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, I'll loop around back. There's any back entrances? You Uh, knock. Donk, donk, donk. No response right away. Vint, you loop around. You see... Uh, the, the side of the house doesn't have any windows or anything like that. The back of the house has a single window in the back and another door. That window in the back also has the blanket over it. Um, the door is locked. We want to wait a in. moment, Purdy. There's Get no response. Mm-hmm. You mean, what was that, Leo? You want me to get a lock for you? And there's is, there's been a reasonable amount of time we've waited. Yes, reasonable amount of time. Uh, if you would be uh, so kind, yeah. You got it. Just uh, lock picking. I do have. Roll you, that d twenty. You need that a lot in uh, salesmanship oh, stuff. Right, you know, restock and all. Okay. All right. Uh, then one thing's Jacks. Do I got any? Uh, you have audience ones if you need them. Yeah, I got a 
60 is my target, but uh, rolled a 76. So if I use two, would that adjust? Uh, yeah, technically you're supposed to use them before you roll, but yeah. I'll allow it. Go ahead. You, you can allow. use. Oh, I got uh, six jacks. I can use jacks after, can't I? You're supposed to use them before, but it's oh fine. Oh my gosh. These silly rules. Yeah, I'll use two <laughs> of them. If this was like high stakes combat, I'd probably say you got to do it first. But if you spend enough time, you're going to be able to get in. Uh, you, you spend the jacks and you get in a little bit quicker. That way you're not drawing too much attention. Uh, this is practiced for you. You just kind of like lean up against the door, looking relaxed. Your hands uh, jiggle the lock picks a little bit and then pops right open. Are you guys going in? Yeah, is it any light coming from the inside? Any smells? Any sounds? The windows are all blocked, like I said. You pop open the door. Uh, Vint, would you have stayed in the back, or would you have come back around? If it was locked, I would have looked back around. Okay, you would have had enough time with like uh, waiting for the door to open and the lock picking. Uh, so you're there with the group. You open the door. You're hit with a horrible smell of decomposition. It doesn't smell old, but it does smell. It, it's so strong. It feels as if it could be right next to you. Got this sneaking suspicion. Nope. We're going to find the other half of them bodies in here. <laughs> yeah, I, it wasn't a thought I'd had, but now that you put it there. No light coming from inside at all (laughs) purdy does have a lantern i think i'm not sure if he would have been moving around with it much during the day though it's daytime as well so opening the door you're gonna have light coming in uh you'll be able to see a little bit if you get in there you can take the windows down there are probably lamps inside as well i just want to reiterate that if we see her it might be her might not. I would say be ready for anything, really. Hold my gun on just in case. What's your marching order here? Uh, I think Purdy is brave enough to go first, but probably not tactically intelligent of him to go first. Uh, he's... Uh, Joel, Joel, be, Joel be first. And then, then Purdy will go right behind her then, because he'll want to be able to see. I'll be behind Purdy then. Okay. That's Leobin in the rear. Purdy sandwich. It is. Houses uh, back in the day were very small. Uh, narrow corridors, smaller rooms. They didn't have wide open areas. You open it up and you see a narrow hallway and towards the back of the hallway is a stairway. It goes up and then it curves or it uh, bends. There's a 90 degree uh, corner in that stairway to go up to the second floor. You have an opening in the hallway to the left, which Purdy, you would know that this leads to the drawing room or like the living room area. And then there is a door to the right, which you would know that leads to the kitchen. 
Well, the hallway fills with just a little bit of light as you open that door, and it it illuminates just to the end. Go ahead. What were you saying? Can we? Uh, is there any any trails on the ground? Any any boot prints, blood prints, anything? Um, Joe, I'll give you a tracking now if you'd like. I know that's your uh, favorite skill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. Let's see. That's a ninety-six over a uh, something. <laughs> over over fifty-five. Okay, so back to rolling shit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> It's so dim, and the floors don't have any obvious signs of, like, blood or anything like that. There, There's no layer of dust or anything that would really leave footprints. You can't see how much movement there's been recently or not. You start making your way down the hallway. Leoben, you're in the back. Are you closing the door behind you, or are you leaving it open? Leaving it open. Never. Open. Mm. Clear exit. Clear exit. Uh, Joe, you're going to be the first to see this. As you go through the hallway, you are looking through that opening in the hall, uh, the opening in the uh, wall that leads to the drawing room, and you're going to see a group of people, five people seated around a round table. It's completely dark in here. They're motionless. Purdy, you would see this just a moment after. Is it the and then if, sorry, go ahead. Is it the Temperance League? <laughs> uh, it, it looks like there's a mix of men and women here. They have made no movement to look at you. It's very dark in the drawing room. You don't have any light there. Any sort of light that would have come through the windows has been blocked out. As soon as Joe sees them, she stops and holds my hand for everybody else to stop. Is Shanna amongst the ones sitting? You'd have to go up and really inspect. Like I said, they're just completely covered in shadow, almost supernaturally so. Any the light from the hallway doesn't, is doesn't really okay. illuminate much. No talking, no movement. Not even the slightest head turn. You, you wait a moment. You don't even see any hand movement. Their hands are all on the edge of the table. Uh, no, I'm gonna, is no there anything signs of breathing. I can like pick up off the ground and just like toss to the other end of the room? Just, just yeah, we'll see. say that there's like a, a, a table in the hallway that has like pictures and little decorations on it. You can grab something off there and you toss it. You hear the skitter on the floor on the far side of the room. No reaction whatsoever. I had another room. See if there's a window I can open up. Yeah. Duh. That makes me want to go to the room. Vint, you go in the room first. Looking for a window. And as you... Like I said, these are small rooms. So, like, you have to kind of... You're not touching them, but you do have to, like, squeeze past to get around where they're seated. Uh, this round table is probably about five feet wide, and the people are seated outside the table. Like, their legs aren't underneath it. It's got a 
very dark uh, tablecloth. You can't really see the color in the darkness right now, but that tablecloth goes all the way to the ground. You squeeze past, and you uh, pull down the blanket that's covering the, the very large window for the, this living room. Light illuminates. It's very obvious these five people are all dead. Even more, as the group of you start looking at these people, possibly getting closer. This is another strange one for the books. They look lumpy. They're kind of off-angled. Their joints are not quite connected the way they should. If someone wants to look closer, give me an observation check. I mean, medical guy, I guess I will, sure. You could use medicine too if you want. No, I'll do observation. It's better. I'll uh I'll burn some jacks to make it a gay run tea. Uh seventy under ninety. Nice. Alright, so you got two jack. Purdy, these are you're looking, you see that they're lumpy, kind of misshapen. You look closer, their eyes are all shut. They're sewn shut. One of them has a mouth that's slightly agape. You look and you see something that's kind of like poking out. It looks like a piece of straw. And that's when you realize that these people, these are human scarecrows. They look like their skin has been flayed from them, stitched back together, and stuffed with hay. Are they wearing, and they're wearing clothes? Of some they're guy? wearing clothes on top of that, yes. Is there anything distinguished about their clothes, uniforms, or something like that, or... Uh, we'll go with the same observation. Uh, you'd say that one or two of the... There's three women, and two of the women look like they could be from the Temperance League. You know, they're wearing that same sort of guise. Uh, the the two men are fairly well-dressed. Like, these aren't the types of people that you would expect to see on the seedy side of town. These are the types of people you'd expect to see on church on Sunday. Okay. I will stay quiet. I will uh, carefully kind of pull one of them straws out of the mouth. And just kind of show it to everybody so they know. But and I'm going to do one of these things. And then, because we got more to look at in the, in the house. Jeff, as you pull on that straw you look at the rest of the posse and you do the quiet the posse's looking at you and one of these human scarecrows stands up behind purdy and we're rolling initiative it's right behind me isn't it that's why you're looking like that because it's right behind me <laughs> ah. all right 
Uh, so initiative is one of your secondary traits. You're rolling a D10 and adding that uh, number to it. I'm going to burn a grit to get plus five on my initiative. Nice. Roll a five. Got the uh, Aladdin. It's for Joe. What for Joe? Six. Jeff, what'd you get? 16. Nice. Of course he did. I, I burned a grit to get plus five. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I understand the rules of the system. <laughs> I, I apologize. All right. So 16 for Purdy, 11 for Leo, 6 for Joe, 5 for Vint. Is that right? Yeah. Sounds like it. Logo first or the other way? Uh, the other way. Why did you two roll so low? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help it. I just decided to stay with the theme of this whole fucking game. (laughs) Uh, Purdy, you are going first. One of these scarecrows rises up behind you. Mm -hmm. Everyone has uh, a look uh, of fright. I want a terror test as well. So this is going to be a D100. And it's going to be a minus 5% because that's how scary these guys are. So you want a 45 or uh, lower. Is that uh, everyone or just party? Everyone. Everyone. Can we use mm-hmm. uh, Jax on this? Uh, you cannot use Jax for this. Okay. Oh, it's a 29 under 45. Okay. If you succeed, you don't take any lucidity damage. 64, so I failed. Okay, you take two lucidity damage. Uh, 60. All right, two for you as well, Purdy? Seven. All right, nothing for you. Purdy, you are going first. Uh, It's safe to say you're aware that they're moving, judging by the faces of your companions here. It's very close to you. Okay, well, I will first action uh, move away. <laughs> so I yep, will. Good call. Good call. I will put my party between myself and them, the posse, I should say. All right. So we'll say that uh, Vint was near the window. We're going to say uh, Joe and Leobin. Actually, Leobin's probably near the door. Uh, Joe would probably be that way. So you could go towards the window with Vint, or you could go near the door with Joe and Leobin. So uh, it's a small room, so it's not going to be a huge difference. Okay. So can. Before, before I, I commit to that, I, I normally I do full rounds, and so I don't really pay attention to the rest of the stuff too much. But it's partial, primary, uh, and then free, right? Uh, yeah, it, it's got another P name, but uh, basically a free action. Yes. Okay. Prompt, prompt, prompt. Okay. Prompt. That's it. Okay. Uh, so is like drawing a weapon one of those types? Uh, drawing a rep weapon would be uh, like a prompt action. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think the each weapon has a, a attribute for that, actually. Gotcha. Of how quickly you can draw. So I'm going to 
before I'm going to just sh- I'm going to shoot and then move. That's okay because I do actually have a gun. As I did yeah, murder, that's a guy. perfectly fine. So prompt to pull out the pistol, mm-hmm. uh, shooting for your primary, and then partial, and then partial to move. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And I will go ahead and use my two jacks that just earned to up it to up it a little bit, so I can at least get a shot off here. All right. Same. Ain't my forte, but I'll give it a try. I got a ten. Uh, so ten under fifty. All right, there we go. Uh, so that should be one d six plus one on the damage. Ain't the greatest. Uh, that is six total damage. Total five plus one, six points of damage. Six points of damage. Um, you hit it square in the chest. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem to make much impact. In fact, like it doesn't even have like recoil or it, it's not even pushed back. The bullet pierces through the clothing and you even see it lodge into the wall behind the scarecrow. Uh, the bullet just kind of passed through with hardly any resistance. Okay. Uh, so then I will start kind of pushing my way back towards the, f- towards the door mumbling as a free action. As, as I go, we'll kill scarecrows fire scarecrows kill fire. And I'll just kind of mumble that as I kind of move, move away. And that's my turn. All right. The scarecrows are going uh, there's one standing right now that uh, Purdy just shot. Two more of them are going to stand up as well. Uh, we're going to have uh, one going on Joe, one on Leobin, and one on Vint here. Uh, Purdy pushed past you all, so he's not going to take an attack uh, because he's a, a, a good friend. <laughs> yeah, old frail man. Uh-huh. Sorry. All hey. right, that is... A one on Joe, so that's a success with two jacks. Uh, that's a miss on Vint and a miss on Leobin. What are you rolling against in this? Uh... So I'm rolling against my skill, uh, but okay. that is a good point. You can choose to dodge if you'd like, um, or parry, I believe, is the other option. If you want to dodge, uh, then you would roll your dodge skill. And what would happen is that you lose your primary action when it comes to your turn. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, so if you want to dodge, you can do that. And I believe it just lowers the damage you take. I won't bother then. Okay. Thank you. What, this is the Scarecrow that Purdy shot. Uh, and it just lurches forward one foot in front of the other, uh, not really bending the legs or anything. It's just stiff, and you hear the crunching of the straw as it moves, and it raises up an arm, and the hand falls off, revealing just skin and hay inside. And he takes that nub of hay and pushes it right into your face, and the hay expels forward, smothering you, uh, it's going into your nose. It's going into your mouth. You are going to get a 1d4 vitality here. In uh, So that's only one vitality, which you get to use your gumption here to lower that. Um, but this also goes to your lucidity. Um, yes. Uh, and I got two extra jacks on that, which I will put to damage. 
So that would be three and three to vitality and lucidity as uh, you're struggling to breathe and you're just getting to fog up a little bit. So my gumption is four. Does that, um, does that, mean that would cancel out all the vitality. I don't think it cancels out lucidity. Uh, Jeff, do you mind looking that up for me? If gumption reduces lucidity damage. Um, and we will go ahead and move on to Leobin while he's looking that up. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, all right. He, he already said fire. I heard that. Look around. Any signs of an oil lamp? Yeah, there's going to be uh, a few, uh, like, uh, holsters or holders for oil lamps on the walls. Uh, so you'll definitely be able to find one for sure. Uh, we'll say that that takes your primary action to to grab one and get it going. I don't want to grab it or get it going. I want oh, to okay. get eyeballs on it and shoot it. Uh, it's not lit right now, but you could yeah, shoot fine. it and get the oil going. Okay, yeah, yeah perfect. Uh, so primary to shoot then, uh, and that will be your short arm skill. Yeah, we'll do that. I'll uh, spend... Four jacks. All right. Make I gotta hit that. Uh, Eighty-eight. Are these personal jacks or audience jacks? Eat mine. Okay. Cool. Seventy-six. Sorry. Is that a All right. 70? So you or is that a you 16? get a jack back. Yeah, it's sixteen. Wait, the, is uh, it seventy-six or sixteen? It's sixteen because this one looks all like that, and then the seventy looks the other direction. Those are some nice Norse Foundry dice. They are. So pretty. Thank you, Norse Foundry. Hey. Did you know that you can use the code Lolly on their website for 10% off? That's it. Oh my god, the chat just said that. Muted. You're muted, Jeff. (laughs) Next time you want to insult me. I did. I I said, oh my goodness. You know, the chat just said the same thing. Look at that. Wow. (laughs) All right. Uh So uh, you hit the oil lamp. Uh, Oil splatters everywhere all over the wall it's dripping down onto the floor nice uh do i get an extra jack for like every 10 under or something like that yeah so you got one jack back from that because i technically for an attack you could put it towards damage but you're just doing an oil lamp so you don't need to worry about that 16 under 84 oh yeah because it was a 76 i was doing the old math yeah 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 so you spent four and you got six back all right, steal it. But you max. have a maximum of six still. Okay. Jeff, did you find a yeah, lucidity? I did. So whenever a character suffers vitality or lucidity damage, subtract their gumption rating unless otherwise stated. Okay. So Joe, you still have this uh, scarecrow in front of you, and that that straw is being pushed forward into your mouth and your nose, but you're able to fight it off, so it's not causing any actual damage thanks to your gumption. Uh, so when I'm using gumption, do I mark it off as in like I've used it up or that's no gumption stays there. Uh, grit is what you can spend and you mark off. But got gumption it. is basically a damage reduction. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, back to Chuck. So that was your primary action to shoot. You can still move and you can do something quick like drawing a gun. I guess you did draw a gun to shoot. Yeah, that was quick. Uh, going to back up. Just little, like not in the door, but right inside the house. By the yeah, door. and you did have a scarecrow come up on you, one of the three that was attacking you as well, uh, but it wasn't successful. You were able to move. Yeah. 
So just, like well, we can say with your movement here, you, you kind of like put the wall in between you and the scarecrow. Okay. And Six it like reached place. around at you. <laughs> All right. Um, that brings us to Joe. You have the scarecrow right in front of you and it's nub of an arm is just expelling straw from within. What are you doing? Uh, I, I don't think I can. Is there any other fire source in, in this room? I'm trying to go off of what Birdie was saying. Uh, fire is very common in, in the old West. Like there were oil lamps and candles and things like that, but you would have to find like where matches were or something like that, unless you brought it with you. Okay. Um, in that case then, uh, so I, I I do have uh, part of my sundries is uh, three smokes. Uh, so I'm wondering if I also It's have fair to matches. say you have a match. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Uh, can I use my action then to, to try and light a match and, and try to set fire to this thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't see why we would even need a skill check for lighting a match. Um, so if you take your primary action, you'll be able to use your skill check to uh, light the match. The problem would be like setting the actual scarecrow on fire going to be much more difficult. Like if I held yeah. the match to you, it would burn you a little bit, but you wouldn't be yeah. up in flames immediately. Exactly. Yeah. yeah there yeah. is the oil that just got shot out on the floor in the hallway. Um, that could go up in flames. Okay. But there's not I, necessarily go, a scarecrow on there right now. Can I can I go uh try and set that? Are, are there any Absolutely. books or anything in in the room? Uh, yes. The, like, there's all sorts of books and all sorts of flammable objects. Okay, there's so I'm tables you know, and tablecloths. Well, maybe that's that's better cuz I don't want to like trap us in a blazing room. <laughs> I mean, this is the good, the mad, and the unholy. We burn a house down every arc. Sure, but maybe not while we're in it. <laughs> uh, well, sometimes, sometimes, but <laughs> well, you know, well, let's call that Plan B. Uh, all right, all right. So, uh, plan A is I'm going to try and disentangle myself from uh, this this dude and uh, try and find a book. Or a newspaper or something that's easily, easily flammable with this match. Yes. If you want to spend your primary action, you'll be able to yeah. find something that's easily flammable. I'll, I'll give that yeah. to you without a check. If, like you said, disentangle, though, the other option is you could shove this guy with fisticuffs. Um, if you wanted to, like, try and push him into the oil. Uh I don't have anything with fisticuffs. Would okay. you take out so topics? we'll say your primary action... Uh, you go uh, into the if living room you, a little bit more. If you take athletics, I would be happy to do that. Uh, let's, let's stick with fisticuffs for now because okay. it is a fight. <laughs> I know, I know. You know uh, so we'll go with your first. Like you, you go in and there's a shelf on one of the walls uh, and there's several books. Uh, you grab one of the books and you just flip it open and you just start ripping out pages uh, so that they'll light even faster. Uh, that'll be your primary. Your uh, partial was to move into the room. Okay. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to do quickly with your prompt? Oh, only if I, if I can like the match, if I can like that papers. Uh, let's hold off on that. Uh, I, I think lighting a fire would be more of a primary or a partial. 
Uh, okay, then um, can I uh, take the papers over, like move as close as I can to uh, scare her? Yeah. One of them. Uh, this is a very small room. You're going to be very close to one of them. Oh, so then, we'll say, then, then but you, you still have plenty of movement left. So you go in, you grab the book, and you're right next to the one that you started with that Purdy shot. Uh, and you got the, the book and everything right there. Uh, that brings us to Vint. You are up. And Purdy, you're on deck. You were describing the tablecloth earlier. Was that flush to the ground? Yeah, it went all the way to the ground around this uh, circular table about five feet wide. Uh, now that you uh, have pulled down the curtains and you can see a little bit more in this room that's illuminated, uh, you see that it's a very dark red. Uh, blood red, you might say. Yeah, I'll take my gun barrel and sort of lift up the cloth to see if there's anything under you lift up the cloth. Um, I want a resolve test from you. This is going to be the D20 check. Got it. There's nothing I can really do with this to modify. It's just a straight roll. Correct. Oh, I got a one. Uh, that's perfect. That That's a success. Um, I don't think you can get crits on uh, the test, but... You lift up the tablecloth, and as soon as you get it a couple inches off the ground, you have a sinking feeling. You know exactly what this is as you see one of the feet of a cauldron. You pull it up even more, and you see that this is the same cauldron that's been plaguing you. It's got the same scars uh, from where you've uh, defaced it. It's got the same broken leg. You can see that it's propped up by a piece of wood. Sort of knock the table over after seeing it. You, uh, yeah, so we'll say that it was uh, primary to push the table over. Um, the tablecloth falls down. Everyone can see that this is a cauldron now. Um, I believe, Purdy, you're the only other person who's seen it. Excuse me. Um, and it is empty right now, Vin. The cauldron, it's here. I knew we brought him back. I knew we brought him back with us. Uh, Vin, that was your primary then. Do you want to do anything else? Yeah, I'll try and maneuver myself out of the room. Okay, yeah. Uh, so the four of you are kind of in a bit of a crowd in the hallway right now. Uh, you're able to push past these scarecrows. They're not moving very fast, and your companions let you uh, move through them as well. So the four of you are grouped up uh, fairly close to the oil, but none of you are standing in it, obviously. Uh, that brings us to Purdy. So the oil's between us and them. There's uh, the oil is more. I, I'm. The oil is in the center of the house. Mm -hmm. You guys are closer to the door, like the front of the house, and they are uh, in the living room, kind of in between you and the oil. But you can still move to the oil easily. Like they're not in the hallway yet. Okay. Gotcha. You got a triangle going on. Okay. Uh, I'm not going to run just yet. Instead, I'll do an inspiring sermon. I'll say it'll be a little scattered. Oh, gosh. I'll say, what do I say? I'll say, I haven't done one of these in a while. I'm a little out of practice. No, we haven't done combat in a while. Steven hasn't wanted me to, to play a preacher. Uh, so, yeah, he says... Um, Take heart, my friends, 
for we might have brought evil with us to this place. But God has provided us the means with which to squelch that evil. We have both strong hearts and quick minds, and our God is a consuming fire. Uh, so I am going to attempt a uh, inspiring sermon, which is an expression test. I'll go ahead and burn some jacks to make this super good. Okay. So 60 under 90. Uh so that's going to be okay. So it's a failure. Then you needed a ninety. So uh, we're flipping it for Jeff for the uh, rest of the campaign. Such a such a mad, bad man. Uh, okay. So because of my uh, books, words, and traditions. Uh, wait, no, that's not right. There's something else I get. So I got. Um, yeah, so I get books, words, and tradition gives me an extra an extra jack. So that's four jacks I get on this. So I'll spread this to everybody, uh, and then uh, because Josephine, because Joe got hit, I'll give her the extra five. So uh, okay. your next your next call, uh, Josephine, will be plus ten percent, and then Vint and Leoben, your next call will be plus five percent. Nice, thank you. And that is my turn. That's a full that us back to our scarecrow boys and girls. Um, that is a actually we should decide who we're attacking first. Okay, uh, so it's going to be on uh, Purdy, Joe, and Vint here as they are like pushing through you. Uh, as one goes on Joe, it slides past to get towards Purdy. Uh, Vint, another one comes at you. That is a failure on Purdy, a success on Vint, and a failure on Joe. Uh, Vint, you also. Uh, this one is not the one that's been hit before. It comes up towards you, and it just kind of grabs at you, and its mouth opens wide, much wider than a mouth should open, and straw just begins to be expelled from it. And you are taking four lucidity and vitality damage here. Uh, remember, you can lower it by your gumption. For both? So can I split that around? or is it- uh, It's four so- to each track, but your, your gumption lowers it for both. Oh, okay. So if you have three gumption, I don't remember what your gumption is. It's then four, you would take. So- okay, so you're, you're good. You, you don't take uh, anything from it. Oh, well. But it... it it is right next to you. These guys don't hit very hard. Uh, and you are just uh, being smothered by the straw, but you're able to keep your head away so that it's not uh, really covering your face too much. And that brings us to Leoben. What are you doing? Uh, the majority of this fight has kind of moved into the hallway, and it's a close fit, but you can just push past everyone. Like, there's no real attacks of opportunity or anything like that. If you wanted to, you just barge your way through. Uh, Yeah, so... Oil hasn't been ignited yet. Correct. All right. So what I'm hoping to do, and you can tell me if this is something that I would know would happen, is I want to run over to the oil, stick the barrel of my gun into the oil, pull the trigger, igniting it, and uh, have fire. 
I'm not a physicist. So I do know that in the classic Disney three musketeers with Kiefer Sutherland, Charlie Sheen and Chris O'Donnell. And uh, who, who's the other one? Uh, it starts with an O. Lady Gaga. Oliver Platt. Mm. Um, in that classic movie, they do pour brandy into the Cardinal's wagon or carriage and they use a musket to start the fire by shooting it. And if that's where I get my physics knowledge, I'd say it works. Also in Chuck's favor here, there is precedent on this channel in a Western game for Chuck specifically to do this as he did this exact thing in Deadlands a couple months back. <laughs> did I really? You did oh, this okay. exact thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like it when there's precedent. (laughs) Precedent from Jeff and Disney. So we're we're pretty (laughs) equally in power. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it works through. Yeah, absolutely. Barrel on in. Uh, You barrel on in, barrel to the oil, pull the trigger. Whoosh. Uh, Fire begins to spread as this oil lights up. Uh, Some of it goes up the wall. Uh, the the hallway here uh, is almost uh, burning from one way across. Uh, right now, it's like a a four foot square area. Nice. Uh, yeah, that would have been my movement and then my primary action. Anything left where I can do with the whatever the last thing is the prompt just... one. So like drawing a weapon, putting a uh, switching weapons, something like that. Nah, nah, I'm good. Okay. Uh, that brings us to Joe. What are you doing? Uh, I had been preparing to set fire to that paper I'm holding and alight one of these scarecrows in my last ring. So that's what I'm doing now. Okay. <laughs> um, before this happens, uh, my Trey, I have a question for you. Do you remember way back in Arc 1 when you made a deal with the devil? I sure do. You sure do. I, I sure do. Sure do. <laughs> so I'm really picking on you this session. No, that's fine. I love it. <laughs> you are battling with the scarecrow. It's lunging towards you. It's got straw attempting to push you down. When we first made the deal with the devil, I said that I could just cause you an automatic failure on something. Yep. But the devil changes the rules. So I'm changing the rules right now. Sure. <laughs> Great, I don't alter the deal further. Uh, I want an athletics test or a dodge from you as this scarecrow is tackling you uh, in place of your action as you get ready to light it, and it's tackling you towards the flame of the oil. Okay. Uh, I am flex or dodge. I'm we have 10 audience dice left, and you can do get I plus 10. Can I use two? Of the audience size, mm-hmm. or can I not use it on this thing? The devil doesn't want you to, but he can't really think of a good reason right now. So go ahead it's and use okay it. It's okay to you just say no to my bullshit. <laughs> no, no, it's good. Go ahead, use them. You also have ten percent right. from Purdy. Don't forget. Wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's an extra thirty on top of my fifty-five, uh, which takes it to eighty-five. Uh, and that people is just uh, flippity flop 65. Uh, what just happened? Joe raised a hand, that's what it is. He raised oh, a hand, and we flippity. Oh, did I? Oh, well, I'm sorry, I can't, I I can't I... switch us back. <laughs> there. There it is. You got to uh, you got to spend uh, five minutes <laughs> in Purdy's shoes. 
Oh, the so arthritis. It hurts. Be careful. There are, there are a bunch of snakes in them. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did we go back? I'm, I'm. Yeah, we're back. Sorry. We're back. It's I good. have no idea what the hell I just did. <laughs> Zoom so has sorry. a feature raising a hand that it pops you to the front. It's no big deal. Yeah, Don't worry about yeah. it. Uh, I, so, did you roll? Uh, yeah, 65 under 85. All right. So, this thing tackles you and. It's not just this scarecrow tackling you, but you almost feel like there's a supernatural force that trips you from behind. Like you you stumble on something. And as you pull back, you look down and there's nothing but floor. Barely, just barely, you keep your footing as you one foot, your boot backs into the oil, but then you push yourself forward. Your boot's a little bit on fire, but you shake it out. You just managed to keep your footing here as this thing is still on you, still pushing you backwards, uh, but you're not in the fire. You still have your turn. You can still uh, use your partial and your prompt here. Uh, so you can move, draw a weapon, something okay. like that. Uh, um, if you wanted to use your partial, I'm, I'm okay. sorry. You wanted no, to no, light please. the fire. Sorry. If you wanted to use your whole movement, you could put the book down to the fire that you're almost standing in right now to light it. Uh... I I would do that if I'm able to then like throw it at a uh, a scarecrow. I, I'm I... gonna say because I I stole your action from you with the deal from the devil. That would be a throw for your primary, but you could get okay. it lit and ready to throw on your next turn if you want. Okay, uh, I'll do that. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then that brings us to Vint. Sorry, I took your whole turn, Joe. No, no, that was dope. I'm. That that was hugely unexpected. I right down loved it. I'm gonna go towards the front of the house and sort of post myself there until everyone gets out. Yeah, uh, you're able to push your way through. You were towards the edge, anyways. There's still a scarecrow that was close to you, but the the weight of it pushing you kind of gives you an opening to move away, anyways. Um, you got your rifle ready. Uh, you can see into the hallway still. And now that the blanket is gone, you can see into the living room. There are still two bodies around that cauldron that's been tipped over. Uh, and you can uh, see that there's smoke uh, starting to build up in the hallway as well. Uh, do you want to do anything with your primary action or you just want to wait? I can scan the room, see if there's anything else. But I'm just waiting until everyone leaves. Okay. Um... If you want, you can give me like an observation test or something like that. Yeah, I can roll that. Uh, plus five from pretty will give me 50 over 30. Still fail. Okay. Uh, you look through the window uh, as best you can. It's still dark in there, but it, it's not as dark with the, the sun coming in. With all of the chaos happening, it's hard to really pick up any sort of important details uh you do see that the the two bodies still there don't seem to be moving right now that doesn't mean that they won't start moving like the other ones but you feel like they're not a threat right now uh that brings us to purdy is uh is this house two stories or just one it is two stories yes were you anywhere near the stairs the stairs are on the far side of the hallway You've been through here enough. You know you could go through the kitchen and the dining room to get to that far side of the hallway without having to jump over the fire. The fire hasn't grown that uh, 
much yet either. It, it just went aflame, so you could try to jump it with relative ease. Okay. Uh, I mean, can I use my wisdom of the time? Twice per session when asked, the balladeer provides a warning and possible outcomes for an action. If I were to run through the kitchen deeper into the, the house, because I feel like we barely got to see anything in here, would that be a bad idea? <laughs> what are some possible outcomes? Um, Possible outcomes. Uh, Well, you've seen three skins full of straw attack you guys. Mm-hmm. So there mm-hmm. is possibly more things that would you could consider hostile or antagonistic towards you. That mm-hmm. is a possible outcome. Um, it's possible that you'll find Zeke and whatever body he's inhabiting. Um, it's possible that you'll also find Shauna as herself and she might just be, you know, in danger, you know, in a, no, no, not, not that, that you, you told us last time <laughs> <laughs> she got it. Does that, does that explain enough for you? Uh, sure. Does that answer the question? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say that you wouldn't really feel threatened that much. Like if you find something in the kitchen or the dining room, you'd be able to back away just fine. Okay. You know the house pretty well. I'm just going to stick with Vint. I will back up. Uh, is is So Josephine's getting ready to light one of them on fire, right? Yes. Okay. And then what is Leoben? Is he in danger next to any one of them? He's in as much danger as you and Josephine are. Like the the scarecrows are close, um, so they could absolutely attack him. But like you've seen, they're fairly feeble. Okay. Oh no! What? Yeah. Hit the uh, wrong button. I hit stop video instead of mute. And does it look like Leoben's trying to do the same thing uh, Josephine is doing, or is he kind of already done his thing? Leoben, what's it look like? Uh, I started the fire with my gun. Uh, at this moment, you would probably see me looking around the room, wild eyes, totally not looking for more more oil lamps to shoot. Okay, okay. Uh, can I then, uh, as my primary, uh, look around the uh, if I'm if I'm reading his face? Can I look around the room, see what he's trying to seeing what he's trying to find, so I can point it out to him? We can say that you're uh, using your action to point out uh, that there is an oil lamp in the living room mm-hmm. and an oil lamp on the far side of the hallway as well. Okay. That's what I'll say. Uh, I'll call out, uh, lamp in the living room, hallway, and I'll kind of like point. And then I'll say, uh, I'll say like, shoot and leave, and I'll run towards Vin for the rest of my, my action. Okay. Uh, that brings us to the scarecrows. Um, both Purdy and Vint are out of the house now. So we're going to have three attacks combined on Joe and Leobin. Um, two of them are on Leobin. Rude. The, yeah. the dice say what they say. Okay, so uh, Joe... That is a failure on you. Um, Leo, Ben, both were successes on you. Uh, one of them with one extra jack. Uh, so let me roll damage here for the first one without a jack. Ooh, okay. Okay. 
Uh, both of them are doing four damage to you. Uh, you get to ah. use your gumption on both of those four separately because they're right. two different attacks, and that is to vitality and lucidity. All right, so that puts me at the uh, unnerved for lucidity. And uh, Maul, no, it goes the other way, doesn't it? Yes, you don't want them to cross. Vitality fills from left to right, and then lucidity fills from right to left. All right. And two on vitality. That was one for each then? Yeah, I got three gumption. Okay, okay. Uh, So the unnerved means you have minus 5% to every roll going forward until that's healed. Um, And it's your Mm -hmm. turn, Leoban. Uh, These two scarecrows are on you, and they're just uh, unloading... Uh, almost an entire bale of hay is being expelled towards you. Uh, you're right, finding it difficult right. to breathe and move. Let's. Uh, well, I heard front room. Do I see that one, or just in the direction that already pointed? I'll go that way. You'd be able to see it. You're kind of in the the center of the house as well because you were close to that oil uh, as it was burning. So one you'd story. be able to see both of them. Uh, it's One a two-story story. house. The stairway is on the far side of the, the fire where you're at. The opposite side right. of the fire. Yeah. Shoot the lamp. Run deep into the house. Okay. You want to shoot the one in the living room or the one by the stairway in the hallway? Living room. Okay. Uh, so give me a short arm skill. Yeah. I got that. I'm going to spend... If I spend all six of my jacks and it takes my target to... I can't do the accent tonight. Fuck it. If it takes me to 104. Uh, does that mean auto 104 minus 5% would actually put you to uh 90. He shouldn't have 5%. that. He's got the 5% from me too. So it cancels oh, out. Yep. 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 Yeah. Uh, so 104 oh, yes. is not technically an auto success, but it's close. If you roll a 90, that's an automatic failure. Or an and if you roll an 11, that's yeah. a critical fail. Okay. All right. So Burning all six jacks. Uh, got a 99. It's a good thing you burned them then. That's uh, a crit though. That's a crit though, considering it is a crit. You it is a crit. Because <laughs> this what? Yeah, it's 104% you need. You rolled a double under your target. Nice. <laughs> I don't know what that does. Uh, you're going to do extra damage. I'm going to say because of the crit, you're going to be able to. You are just being buried in hay right now. It's slicing at your skin. You're having trouble breathing because of the dust. The decomposition smell is awful as well. You're fighting against every instinct here to just get out of here. I'm going to say that you see the oil lamp and you pull up your pistol. You line it up and a scarecrow walks right in front of it. And you just trust yourself here. You shoot through the scarecrow you, the lamp bursts in the background because the scarecrow offers no resistance. Roll damage for the scarecrow. Just regular damage or double damage? I don't know how. Let's do double. It's going to be All halved right. anyways. All right. So regular damage on this gun is D4 plus one. Or, uh, so that would be four on the first die. Are you timesing that by two or you want me to roll twice? Roll twice. It's more fun. All right. Four on the first one. Five on the second one. That's nine damage nine damage and i'm gonna half that so you do five damage to the scarecrow here uh like i said it, it 
it doesn't have any vital body parts or anything like that, and there's no real resistance, so a bullet doesn't do much damage. But you are still like shredding it apart with the the force of the bullet. Okay, uh, that's your primary. You can still move, like you said, you're going into the house. Yeah, further in the house. I'm eventually going to be trying to make my escape out the back door or back window or something. Okay, uh, so you're gonna uh, jump over uh, this oil. Like I said, it it. It's pretty easy right now. Give me an acrobatics anyways. Yeah. Uh, but you're going to have to roll very badly to actually risk anything here. Right. Target's uh, 45. Uh, 82. Okay, so that was kind of bad. <laughs> you were yeah. taking three vitality as the flames kind of lick your feet. Uh, your boots and your uh, pants are singed a little bit. They don't catch fire, uh, but you can lower it by your gumption as well. Okay, so if it's three damage, then that my gumption takes it out. Okay, uh, so uh, you've you've had much worse burns before. Uh, traveling through the desert on a hot day, you'll have a sunburn worse than this. All right. You get through the fire, um, and you're on the far side of the house now. Uh, you can see that there's a stairway going up, there's a door to your right and a door that uh, the hallway kind of curves to the left. And that's where you see the back door that leads out of the house. Uh, so you're like arms reach from the back door. Cool. That brings us to Vint. You are outside and you're still able to see everything in the hallway from your position. What are you doing? As long as Joe makes it out all right. I think Leo bin's on his way out too. Sort of just chilling here. If any scarecrows sort of push past, I'll take a shot. Okay. Um, we'll say you're holding your action for that. Um, the scarecrows have seemed to gather towards the middle of the house. They don't seem too concerned about the fire, but you can tell that they have not made any attempt to go near the window or the front door. Uh, it could just be that they thought the better target was in the middle. It could be something else they're drawn to. There's a possibility they have an aversion to light as well. Uh, so you're holding your action for them to come towards you. Uh, that brings us to Purdy. Did did Joe not go this round? Because I didn't. I was thinking about pulling. Oh, I skipped her. Yeah, because I was I'm thinking sorry. about pulling her out of the hall, but I didn't want to do that before she did her fire thing. Sorry, Joe. Uh, so, That's Joe, fine. what are you doing? Uh, tossing the firing book and yes, yes. running up the house. <laughs> so it's a throw if you want to hit them from a distance or if you want to just like uh, push it like into their clothing or something like that, that would be melee. That would be preferable. Uh, okay, yeah, that, melee. Uh, it's the same either way. Um, so I would like to use my two jacks to take my 13 up to a 33 and the out is a 15 under 33. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, so we've talked, these things are lumpy and they, they don't have any spine or bones that hold them together. So you have this flaming book in one hand, you're, offhand you just kind of reach and you pull the shirt open of this guy and you shove the book in there and he's already got straw everywhere and the book uh is held in place when you let go of his shirt and you see just the the flames beginning to grow up 
Go ahead and roll. We're going to say uh, D4 for damage, for improvised damage, but it's going to be doubled because they're weak to flame. Okay. Uh, that is a three. Double okay, so they're going to be taking six. Okay. And that's actually enough that the one in front of you, uh, he loses whatever sort of uh, structure there was that was holding him together and he crumples to the ground and you're stuck with the smell of burning straw and burning skin. But uh, one of these three scarecrows is down for good. The other two are still in the area, but you said you wanted to get out. You can absolutely push them to get out of the house. Uh, Yeah, please. Uh, okay. So uh, you barrel out of the house with Purdy and Vint there. That brings us to Purdy now. What are you doing? Uh, and Leoben, do we do we have any sight of him? Do we yeah. do we see him going? You've been around? able to. You watched him go down the hallway, and you saw the turn. So Purdy, you you know the layout of this house very well. You know there's a back door right there. Mm -hmm. He did technically go out of sight, but you saw where he was going, and you didn't see a scarecrow chasing him. Okay, uh, Purdy will. We'll, we'll we'll go back door and he'll run towards the around the house if he can. Uh, you tell me if I can get there. I know these are small houses, but I'm not sure. You tell me. Uh, yeah, we'll say you can get there. It's fine. Um, we're gonna drop out of combat here, actually, because Leoben, you said you wanted to go out the back door, right? All right. So Purdy says back door. Jill and Vint, you're hot on his heels. You kind of overtake him because that's. Yeah, I slow. had a head start. I had a head start. Thank you, sir. <laughs> He's got a little hitch in his step. Uh, I was gonna you guys shoot, get around the back of the house. I was going to shoot the handle off. All like cool like. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, go ahead and roll for it. Oh, shit. Uh, okay. <laughs> Damn it. What, you're going to talk shit and not have dice ready? Uh, well, you know. Aw, right. oh, sucker. 16 under 30. <laughs> you can't right, get uh, me in this game. Any other game can't get me in this game. This game <laughs> loves me. Leo Ben, you're at the back and you're uh, unlocking the door, uh, popping the handle as you hear a gunshot ring out and the handle pops off. You gently push the door open uh, and you see the, the rest of the posse back there. You get out of the house as smoke is billowing out of the door behind you. The four of you are in the back. As far as you can tell, the scarecrows are not uh, chasing Leoben. They're not coming out. And this house, the fire begins to slowly spread. You hear a scream uh, across the street, fire, fire, as you four are standing here watching uh, as best you can to make sure scarecrows don't escape. We are going to end here with the posse watching this house in flames, smoke billowing. Uh, we have managed to burn a house every arc. I don't know how we've done it, but we have done it. With skill and grace. <laughs> With skill and grace. Uh, okay, so let's do some uh, plugs. My trade, what do you got going on? Uh, I am my three games on Twitter, my plays games on YouTube. Uh, I make multi-system or system agnostic to have top content. Uh, I am taking... December off, but I have backlog of stuff. They can take it if, if you want. 
but in addition to that, thank you for having me. This was so great. And, and I I love the devil's bargain. That was hugely unexpected and delightful. And the duel was like awesome as well. So I'm you. glad we got the duel in. I We've gone this whole campaign and I haven't gotten a duel in. So I, I'm glad we were able to get it done. Amazing. Amazing. Uh, Chuck, D-O-K, what's oh. going on? That's me. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow night, DOK, kicking off chapter two of All Fear of the Ishtar. We're playing pirates in the alien universe. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Thursday, we're scheduled for watercolors and warriors, but that, you know, it's always a maybe. Schedules are hard. Uh, Friday, John's going to be running us through some mecha hack uh, for a one shot. And then Saturday, I think we're going to be over on Goodman Games. Bert's going to be running us through a weird frontiers interlude kind of thing. Uh, but we'll just see who all is available. Yeah. And we got. next week, we have our finale for Haunted West here on Adventures in Lollygagging, 9 p.m. Central. And guess what, y'all? We're giving away a core book of Haunted West. Thank you to Darker Hue Studios, Chris Spivey. We really appreciate the support. Uh, this thing is massive. It's like 800 pages. Um, the shipping is probably as much as the actual cost of the book. So this is definitely the place to get it. Uh, come back next week for a chance to win. Uh, Jeff, what else do we got going on? Yeah, dude. Uh, Friday, we're doing a Electric Bastion Land special Christmas, or as they say in the uh, the Into the Odd World, uh, Oddmas. I think it's called. So we're going to do a, a little special for that. Uh, usually Steven in long in that. Uh, Saturday, we're going to do anything. Uh, too many people out. Christmas Eve, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Monday, I think a day after Christmas, we're, we're talking about messing around, doing something weird. Uh, hopefully Steven and Chuck can are going to be in that. Uh, I don't know what we're doing yet, but we'll figure something out. Uh, and then, yeah, that's it. That's what we got for, uh, for this week. Oh, speaking of giveaways, come hang out on Friday because we're going to give away our last Norse set of Norse foundry dice. It's the last chance we've, we had six sets of dice to give away and this is the last one. So if you haven't, haven't won yet, uh, come, come on Friday and get that last set. Uh, but yeah, that that's, that's it, man. And Tuesday with you. Awesome. Tuesdays with Steven. Tuesdays with Steven. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we might have the finale coming up, but we got something coming down the pipe. So, uh, stay tuned for January, and we'll we'll see where that takes us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Are we rating anyone, Jeff? Yeah, I was actually just going to figure that out. If you want to vamp for a minute or two more uh, while I figure that out, because I should have figured that out sooner, <laughs> but I did. Uh, so we got a giveaway today or next week. Uh, we got a giveaway Friday. Um, really, there's just no reason not to be watching us every single night of the week because you get free stuff every time. Uh, everyone else agree? Do we have a raid yet, Jeff? I'm floundering here. I got, <laughs> I'm I got some people playing Wondering. Okay, 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 okay. I got some people playing Wondering. Let's do that one because we love Wondering here. Let's see, it's Happy Jacks RP. I've never raided them before, so uh, if they're really offensive and they uh, they say awful things, sorry. Uh, but hopefully, <laughs> they're a Happy Jacks, so they can't be they can't be bad. Uh, but they're playing yeah, yeah. Wondering, and we love Wondering. So follow the raid. Say hi to them. Etc. And uh, we'll see you later in the week. Bye. Bye. Bye.